Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago and coming up this week, the Stanley Cup Finals are here and it's literally the only thing I've been hyping up for the last two months. Plus, we have the return of the young gun, Jamie Grum, to enlighten us on his sports knowledge or lack thereof. And of course, Lamar Ball is at it again, so we're going to see what he's jabbering about this week. New episode of Sports 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 starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome one and all to the Sports 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 Podcast, where we recap all of the sports ball from last week. As you'll notice, I'm in a whole different environment today, as I am on Long Island visiting the humans I like to call my parents. Let's see, I went golfing this weekend, I bought a new car, and had a particularly fun night out in Patchogue. Bet you're all happy as I am to have a three-day weekend, so let's kick off Memorial Day the right way. We're going to start with the Stanley Cup Finals. You know the one thing I haven't shut up about for the last two months? Well, it's finally here, and it's going to be a doozy. The Vegas Golden Knights and Washington Capitals. Viva Las Vegas as the Knights made it to the finals in their inaugural season. This team is special. They didn't look it on paper when the season started. In fact, many assumed the Vegas experiment would fail, but hot damn, this is just the best team in sports right now. The question is, should you root for them or not? On one hand, it's sports history at its finest. But on the other hand, your team 100% deserves to win this more than the Knights do. And they've probably been clawing to put it together for a long, long time. I, for one, live in the Philadelphia area where Flyers fans... Well, they haven't seen their team win since the 70s, but here comes this new team, and they win it in their first season. It's really not fair. Washington, they've never been this close to the Cup either, and they certainly deserve it more. I can't lie to you, though. Ovechkin, he's just too good of a player to never win a Cup. I'm, I'm Even saying that out loud makes me want to puke a little bit in my mouth. In all seriousness, though, these are the two teams I would never have expected to make it this far. In fact, I called out players on both sides for being chokers in big situations. I tell you now, I think the Capitals are going to win, but I'll be rooting for Vegas. Sorry, Caps fans. Important to note, though, it was Marc-Andre Fleury who eliminated the Capitals last season um, when he stepped in for an injured Matt Murray on the Penguins. Game one, that's going to be on Monday. NBA fans are still waiting to find out who will present the East and West Coast in the finals. In the East, the Celtics and Cavaliers are currently playing a Game 7 situation, meaning the winner will move on. Boston had an opportunity to win Friday night, but came up short 109-99. Honestly, that would have been a close one if Cleveland didn't hold the Celtics to two... Uh, sorry, hold the Celtics off in the second quarter where they just crushed them. Celtics are uh, leading by four at halftime. The game is tonight. That's the game seven. Uh, so we'll see which team comes out on top. The bigger series has been Houston and Golden State in the West. Now, this one's been living up to the expectations. Game six last night was insane in the membrane. In the first quarter, Houston jumped ahead 39-22, to right? So Rockets are up by 17 points and even had a big lead um, at halftime. So I'm watching this on TV at the bar and I'm thinking, well, it's over. I mean, it looked bad for the Warriors. Second half, Golden State outshoots them 64 to 25. The fourth quarter, they held the Rockets to nine, only nine points. So after seeing that, I'm thinking the Warriors are going to be, uh, on a bit of a high after game seven. They got a lot of momentum. Um, 
So we'll see what, what happens uh, for tomorrow night when these two teams play each other yet again. Uh, and next we discuss the Ball Brothers, Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo. Now, of course, dare I speak of these three without mentioning their ever-so-vocal father, Lamar Ball. Lamar, as you know, is most famous for doing absolutely nothing and saying a whole lot. Honestly, the guy thinks he can go one-on-one -on -one with Michael Jordan with an arm behind his back. The dude is all bark and no bite. The question is, do you think he has or is ruining his son's lives? His chatter got Lonzo drafted number two overall by his dream team, the Lakers, so that's one in the plus column. Then he absurdly pulled Langelo, arguably the least talented of the three, out of US UCLA, and takes Lamelo, arguably the most talented, out of AAU basketball, and makes him sign with a D-League team in Lithuania, which, by the way, did not go for well for either of them. Both were on track to get drafted, but good luck with that now, based on how they played in Europe. Lamar's most recent startup, though, is a basketball league for high school students that want to bypass college and go straight to the pros. And uh, that's all well and good, but not for the price he's charging. The only top 100 high school athlete that's competing in this league is Lamar's own son. Yet the prices are as high as $99 a seat. Now granted, it's still better than going to a game at Madison Square Garden. And I won't leave with a feeling like the Knicks are the worst team in history and just a complete pile of poopy. However, that doesn't justify the price for an inferior product. Same goes for his $500 sneakers. You tell me this guy... You, you tell me, do you think this guy is a great promoter or is he just a big baffoon? Email us, sportsdrickspodcast at gmail.com. All right, time for me to take a light and breezy break. But when we return, it's baseball time as well as the newest NFL kneeling rules. And of course, Jamie Grum returns to fail at some easy trivia questions. Just kidding. I love you, Jamie. Sit back and relax because sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back. You know what's really fun? Having a great advertisement. You know what's really, really fun? Having your great advertisement on the Sports 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 Podcast. Hi, I'm Nick Drago, executive producer of Sports Sports Sports, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably considering us to sell your product, but concerned with the price. Have no fear, friends, because right now we're offering free ad space. Wait, wait, what? There is no way that's true. Well, it is, my friends. If you want to find out more, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, good, you found your way back. What do you think? Should we talk about baseball now? You're darn dootin' we should. This weekend's all a lot of fun. Memorial Day matchups giving us a slew of awesomeness. That Boston team took on the Atlanta Braves this weekend. Interestingly enough, the Braves used to play in Boston, so it was almost like a rivalry reborn. Beantown took first, the first and second game, blowing them out Friday, winning by two on Saturday. Braves got the last laugh this afternoon with a 7-1 blowout, but they may have lost Ronald Acuna to a knee injury. New York and L.A. in the American League, the battle of the ages. For the ages? I don't know. Both teams fighting for sole possession of first place in the standings. Game 1 was a New York victory, 2-1. to one. Game 2, an 11-4 win for the Angels. And the Yankees would then take on the rubber game. They would take the rubber game with great pitching by Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, the Cardinals and Pirates, they're also seeking a first place finish. Both teams have had some dominant stretches this season, but they've slipped as of late. 
Blowout for the Pirates on Friday, winning 8-1. Cardinals took the last two games outscoring Pittsburgh 10-5. Indians and Astros, they faced off in yet another series after Houston won last weekend. This time it was split between the two. Houston crushed Cleveland Thursday and Friday, scoring 19 runs and only allowing four in those first two games. Yet, Cleveland got revenge uh, yesterday, winning 8-6, and then won today in a thrilling 14 innings. As for the least important matchups this weekend, the Cubs and Giants played three with each taking one and a rubber game late tonight. National and Marlins in a divisional matchup with the Nets, unsurprisingly, sweeping the series. Royals and Rangers in a battle for the best barbecue, which ended up being a tie between the two, uh, each winning two games. Blue Jays in the city of brotherly love with the Phillies saying, oh, Canada, as they lost two of the three. White Sox in Detroit with the Tigers winning two of three. Orioles and Rays in a battle for who gets to play third fiddle behind New York and Boston. Rays won. Mets and Brewers. Milwaukee won three of the four, including a 17-6 victory yesterday. Reds and Rockies in a rough-riding radical race for a high record. Rockies ruffled some feathers, winning two of three. Love the alliteration there. Dodgers and Padres. I feel like these two are always playing weekend matchups either way. LA won. Twins and Mariners was all Seattle with the sweep. In the standings, AL East has uh, AL East has that Boston team up 36-17. Yankees a half game back, or I'm sorry, a full game back at 33-16. Rays 25-26. Blue Jays 25-28. O's 17-36. Uh, in the Central, the Indians are on top, but barely have a winning record at 26-25. Tigers right behind them, 23-29. Twins 21-27. Royals, Royals 18-35. And the White Sox in last at 16-34. West has Houston on top, 34-20, Mariners 32-20, Angels 29-24, A's 28-25, and the Rangers are at 22-23. Now, go NL, where the Braves are still on top of the East, Phillies are half a game back, and the Nationals one game back after sweeping the Marlins. Mets 25-24, and Marlins are at 19-33. Brewers have taken first in their division, followed by the Cardinals at 28-22, Cubs 26-22, Pirates 28-24, and the Reds at 19-35. Rockies 28-25, they finally take first from Arizona, who's now 26-26, Giants 25-27, Dodgers 24-28, and Padres 22-32. Alright, so what do you do in an elimination game where the weather just it will not permit you to play. My friends, there's only one thing to do, and it's called rock, paper, scissors. In case you haven't heard of it, let me explain the rules. Rock smashes scissors, rock stops paper from being blown away, and then rock crush, crushes smaller, weaker rock. So basically, rock always wins. Wait, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I think... I think I said that incorrectly. It's actually paper covers rock, rock smashes scissors, and scissors cuts paper. These three simple rules were used to determine the winner of an elimination game between two Connecticut high school baseball teams, Amity and North Haven. The game went for 11 rounds, with the first to five being crowned the victor. First, Amity took a one to nothing league with a rock over scissors, followed by a tie. Then North Haven took two before falling to Amity again. So it was two going into round seven, and then it went back and forth until North Haven claimed victory. Now, I would think the commissioner of the Southern Connecticut Conference will probably rule that this game doesn't count. However, if they do deem it legal, it will be the 900th victory for North Haven's coach, Bob DeMeo. I personally believe that not only should we count it at legal, it shouldn't be just legal. It should count on all levels of the sport. I think that's a great way to decide rainouts. I'm just picturing a mammoth Aaron Judge rock smashing a sharp Mike Trout scissors. 
because of course, rock beats everything. All right, break time. Uh, I still have more to cover, but when we return, we're going to talk about NASCAR. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Uh, we have more of the lovable Jamie Grum on the show to answer some sports trivia questions, and of course, our athlete of the week. Keep it real, because we'll be back shortly. Ever wonder what your socks taste like? Well, now you can with Food Socks, the only pair of socks that tastes like what they look like. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is, it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that isn't the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering it for free, free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be waiting patiently at my NASCAR returned to Charlotte this week for the second week in a row. Kevin Harwick was uh, not the winner this weekend after he blew a tire and crashed with 20 laps to go. Kyle Busch went on to win the Stage 1 victory um, in the Coca-Cola 600. Uh, next week's race is at Pocono Raceway, which I really didn't realize was pretty close to where I reside. Monaco Grand Prix was this weekend, so yeah, that's exciting. I'm pretty sure that's an important race. Uh, also, Daniel Riccardi... Ric- Ricciardo uh, wins it, but he remains in third in the standings with Lewis Hamilton at first. Next race for that one's June 10th in Canada. And just when you thought that Richie Incognito was done doing dumb things. On Wednesday, the Buffalo Bills lineman was involved in an altercation at a gym in Florida where he threw a dumbbell at a human man. According to the victim, he was told by Incognito to get off my effing playground. Police officers on the scene placed him in an involuntary psychiatric hold. Now, Fans of the Dolphins and Bills will be quick to point out that this is not the first time the four-time Pro Bowler has been placed on a psych- in psychiatric hold. First being in 2014 after he smashed his own $300,000 Ferrari with a baseball bat. Because what else would you do with a $300,000 Ferrari? Drive it? No. Incognito also was involved in a major bullying scandal in 2013, which was revealed through a series of texts with then-teammate Jonathan Martin. Uh, When he announced his retirement from the NFL this past season, I assumed that Incognito would just fade into the background, maybe take on a whole new identity. I think there's a name for that or a word for it. Regardless, he was preparing for a comeback with the Bills, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen now. Good job, Richie. Earlier this week, the NFL announced its newest rules to help combat kneeling at the National Anthem. The plan is to allow players from abstaining, allow players to abstain from the anthem by remaining in the locker room. However, those that do kneel on the field will be fined by the NFL. Many players and fans uh, that are for kneeling were quick to point out that these punishments are harsher than the slap on the wrist that players receive for domestic assault. Some are now stating that they will actually refuse to play if Colin Kaepernick and Patrick Reed, the two players that instigated the kneeling and have been active in the fight for social freedom, are not signed to a new contract. So I appreciate the solidarity, but for argument's sake, would a team like the Giants really take a hit signing Kaepernick if, say, Odell Beckham were to refuse to play? Many seem to forget that Cap was a subpar QB who lost his starting job months before he began kneeling. In fact, I'd argue that his social advocacy saved him from fading into the background and going into the land of 
forgotten athletes. It's a shame, too, because they had a spot picked out for him right next to Tim Tebow. All right, many of you fans of the show will remember our resident sports newbie, the young gun Jamie Grum. He's been slowly breaking his way into the sports world and our hearts over the course of the last two months, and now he's ready to showcase his knowledge by answering a few trivia questions for us. So let's take it over to myself and Jamie. All right, friends, I'm here with the young gun, Jamie Grum. Say right. hello, Jamie. Hello, everybody. Okay. So, Jamie, you're going to answer a couple questions for us. Um, so, we're focusing on baseball questions today. Okay. All right. So, no hockey. No hockey. Okay. You can kind of say that's kind of like baseball. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Base baseball can be the hockey of the non-ice skating world. Nice. Is that I like, okay with I like you? that. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. Yep. Okay, in baseball, Jamie, what is a full count? Okay, is that all the players that you... I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, wait. wait, where are you going? I want all to right, so this. I don't know anything. I'm just going to just repeat that real quickly. Um, is it a player on each base? No, okay, no, that's base is loaded. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so a full count, right? Mm -hmm. So how many how many does do you need for a strikeout? Uh, okay, so you need three. Okay, mm -hmm. and how many do you need for a walk? How many how many wa uh, balls do you need for a walk? Uh, well, just one. No, it's four. It's four balls. Okay, so a full count is when you've had three balls thrown to you and two strikes thro thrown to you. So they call that a three-two count. Oh, okay. So like whatever count. happens that he either has to hit the ball or strike out. Exactly. Unless it's a foul ball. In okay, which yeah. case you just, keep, just keep going. keep going. Yes. Okay, I know that much. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We found something. Wait, Jamie knew so something. when we went to go to that Cubs game, that was basically all that was happening the entire time. It there was were really a lot windy. of foul balls. Yes, yeah. it was really windy. Thank yes. you, Chicago. A lot of people got hit, actually. <laughs> okay, Jamie, where are baseball bats made? Oh, come on. <laughs> Anywhere, right? Come on. This is just one place that baseball bats are made? For the most part, yes. Uh, baseball bats historically are made in one city. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Did we ever go there? We have never been there. It's okay. not. If you're thinking Cooperstown, it's not Cooperstown. That was a fun trip. Oh, uh, man. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, is it somewhere in New York? No. Okay, I don't know. It's somewhere in Kentucky. Oh. I need to think of towns in Kentucky now. <laughs> think of any town in Kentucky. Jamie. I don't even know towns. I don't even know the capital. You know what? I don't know. I'm pretty sure the capital is Frankfurt. No, it's definitely not Frankfurt. Is it actually? We have I'm to look this no, up I'm afterwards. pretty sure it's Frankfurt. Okay, is that one of those? Can you email this one? Email sports3xpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Is the capital of Kentucky Frankfurt? <laughs> We're going to find out. Ever hear of the town of Louisville? Ever hear of a Louisville slugger? All right, so I probably should have known this because my cousin um, loves the Louisville soccer team that I was talking to you about the other day. Yes. And so I should have known that that was actually. You a should town. have known so made at least, Louisville. You should have known that that is at least a town in Kentucky. That Louisville is a town in Kentucky. Yes. Why do I have <clears> to <throat> sound so dumb on this? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, last question for today. <clears throat> in the 1940s, why early 1940s? Why did Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio and other famous baseball players leave their teams? Um. 
1940s. They left their teams. Do you recognize the names I mentioned? You... Say, say them again. Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio. I'm just curious if you've heard of them. That's not important no. to the question. Okay. But something happened in the 1940s. Yes. And there was a film, I think, maybe based off of this whole thing. Um, okay. Did they have to go somewhere? Okay. Like, to war? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> any they... any particular war come to mind? That's uh, World War Two. Are you sure? It can't be World War One. Are you sure, Jamie? Okay, you're, you're trying to trick me. It's I'm World trying War to trick II. you. It's World War II. Good job. <laughs> yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of players back then had went off to mm-hmm. fight in the war. And so the movie you're thinking of is A League of Their Own. Yes. Right? With Tom Hanks. Girls don't cry in baseball. There's no crying in baseball, Jamie. And there's no crying on our show. Jamie, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. We're going to get back to the podcast now. Well, thanks. Okay, bye. Okay, Athlete for the Week this week was recommended to me by Jamie Grum himself, David Odubel Herrera, is a center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies and could be one of the best players you've never heard of. Herrera hails from Venezuela, where very little is known about his life before signing with the Texas Rangers at 16 years old. He bounced around their minor league system for a few years until the Phillies nabbed him in the Rule 5 draft. Herrera was quickly named the Phillies' starting center fielder in 2015, and since that point, he's been lighting up the scoreboard. This season, though, he's really started to blossom. On May 7th, he became the second youngest player in Phillies history to record 500 hits. It only took him two more games than it did Chase Utley in 2007. This past week, though, marked the end of his 45-game on base streak, which is really impressive. Odebell has also hit, uh, he's a bit of a jokester as well. Most recently, he did a great impression of Rose, feeling like she's flying on the Phillies Titanic cam. Uh, it's easy to see that this kid has a big career ahead of him, and we here at Sports 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 wish him the best. If you have an athlete that you'd like to recommend for our Athlete of the Week, email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of email, let's take a look at what fans wrote in for this week. Daniel Malhotra from Michigan wants to know my thoughts on the U.S. soccer team missing the World Cup. Daniel, just reading that statement depresses me. That's what I feel about it. The problem with U.S. soccer is it's just not competitive compared to Europe. <clears throat> and, and, it, and it all starts. It all starts with MLS, which uh, is where a majority of our national team players compete. So how do we fix this? Fix it. I personally like the idea of promotion and relegation, um, but that's probably not going to happen in the states. So the way that works is the top teams, right? In the let's say the minor leagues, right, or tier two soccer in Europe, the top teams move up to tier one. They play the best of the best, while the last place teams in tier one, so Major League Baseball. NHL, they would then move to the minor leagues for the next season. They'd get less funding, blah, blah, blah. You get incentive to win and not incentive to lose, where in American sports, your incentive when you lose is you get a good draft pick. So we're incentivizing losing in our country, but that's beyond the point. Uh, We should stop encouraging them from doing MLS and get them on the field with the best players in the world. Get these guys out of the United States and get them playing in Europe. So it's like an NCAA team with one or two NBA stars at this point. Yeah, we can compete with our national league team, but our national team, but we just aren't that good. Also, get on, get the ball in the hands of the kids who can play, not just the kids who can afford it. No worries though, because women's soccer is a better product anyway. More questions, comments, and musings, whatever. Email us sportsrexpodcast at gmail.com. 
Also, special thanks to our content editor, Johanna Albert. She's also the designer for our logo. The music for our show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in our show notes. I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank Nathan Luffman for the idea of making Babe Didrikson Zaharias last week's Athlete of the Week. I apologize. I forgot to thank him then. Of course, the Albert family has been very supportive on social media. We have a like from Gary and a share from Mary Kay. Also, a like from Lois Butler. SoundCloud followers to thank include birdland records and user 50403 the city of mountain view california leading with the most listeners thanks guys and some folks on twitter have been following us including lake feely i apologize if i cannot pronounce your name cody wolf jordan daly and the sports assassins i like the sound of that if you want your name on the show, then help us promote our brand through social media. It can be as simple as a like or a follow, but anything more would be greatly appreciated. Upcoming games. What should you watch tomorrow? Seriously, Vegas Caps Game 1. That's pretty exciting, but Rockets Warriors Game 7. Uh, either flip a coin, or if you don't have a preference, just flip back and forth. Um, <clears throat> I also never talk about tennis on the show, but the French Open's also going on this week, and that's kind of a big deal, too. All right, good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I did that part. We're, we're at the end, right? Okay, yeah, we're, I'm sorry. We're at the end of the podcast. My fault. I thought we were just starting over. All right, time for me to go night-night. Remember to like, comment, share, email, tweet your little hearts out, and happy gosh darn Memorial Day, you crazies. Email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter us at sports3xpodcast. Remember, I'm Nick Drago, and you all have a happy day, friends.